Hi, I'm Lozzie and my best friend has written over a thousand writing prompts over the last three years. What do we do with all those writing prompts? We talk about them and we create stories that didn't need to be created until now. Dun, Welcome dun, dun. to the Promptcast. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Very dramatic. It gave me Merlin intro vibes. <gasps> I've been trying to convince my family to re-watch Merlin because I watched it probably a year and a half ago. And I want an excuse to re-watch it again. I went through too much emotional damage watching it's that show. It's so good though. Too much emotional damage. But would I rewatch it? Yes. It's so good though. Actually, whenever Mordred would come on screen, I'll just get super angry. Yeah, but it's Aza Butterfield in the beginning. In the beginning. And I love little Aza Butterfield. Yeah. And then it's just annoying. Cinnamon scroll. Little cinnamon roll. It's, it's got an S and a C. It's a scroll. Why be a cinnamon scroll instead of a cinnamon roll? Because you think about it, scrolls are scrolls. Rolls are bread rolls. They've got layers. Anyway, okay. Go pick a prompt. I'm kind of hoping you'll say stop earlier, but I can't, I can't predict. How about I flick it through it? Because you're on the other side of the room. <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. Okay, go. Stop. Okay, choose between the 22nd and the 29th. Of what month? What vibe? It's July. July? 22nd. 22nd. Oh, in the future, all fairy tale stories have been removed from history, but not memories. Now, as humans attempt to retell these fables, many have been fo like folded together or just altogether wrong. We can have fun with this. We can have fun with this. Not to make another TV movie reference. Is this not Once Upon a Time? No, it's like... It's kind of like Once Upon a Time. It's not like melded together, but like somebody was like, oh, I'm pretty sure after Snow White went to the coma, she woke up being kissed by a prince. She did. I'm trying to melt this with like Sleeping Beauty. That's what I thought, but that is the same story. But it is the same story. And, like, and oh, then she went to... We could just blend fairy tales together. That's that's the prompt. I know that's the prompt, but that's all we can do. We don't have to come up with a story. What if it's like blending the fairy tale together, but then the protagonist is accidentally cast into this fairy tale and has to live all of them? Oh, the poor thing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. Oh. How many times does our protagonist have to fall asleep and be awoken by two of kiss? Oh my gosh, so many times. I feel sorry for them. Mm. Very sorry. Okay, very how do you sorry. think they would meld so far? Yes, very sad. Anyway. Sorry, I'm trying to find the prompt again because I was You lost it? And lost it. Um, we're not going there, okay? Shh. Anyway, continue. It was the 22nd of July. And I found it. I found it. Beautiful. Oh, you're marking it with a Polaroid. How cute. Yeah, it's a Polaroid of you. Oh, how cute. It's the bad one. <laughs> oh. That's okay. It's because I want a cute one to like use a cute one for something. So you're going to use a bad photo of me as a bookmark? Yeah. So you're going to have to open it and see the bad photo of me? Yeah. All right. Okay. Our friendship's unconditional. It's true. It's true. Now, I want to think of two fairy tales that are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm, this is in the future. So, like, we could use even, like, very recent fairy tales. Oh, that's more like Disney movies. Okay. Yeah. Fairy tales. We're thinking fairy tales. I really want, like, the Little Mermaid to be like mixed with, really like, Rapunzel. One? Yeah. Like, Little Mermaid with, like, a Rapunzel. Like, complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, one's in a tower and one's underwater. 
Yeah, but they both want to escape where they're being trapped. It's kind of the same story. I think, like, logistically, like, um, the Little Mermaid makes a deal with Ursula, or, like, the witch becomes on land, and then gets, like, it's captured kind of the by... same story. <laughs> you no, know, but then gets captured by the evil witch and is stuck in the tower. <laughs> and then has to be rescued. That's true. But when you align them up, they're actually really similar stories. They are, like, actually. They're both trapped. They want to explore the outside world. And the, and the, the way apparently being, being rescued by a prince. Yeah, rescued, particularly in like the traditional Rapunzel story, being rescued by a prince is a really prominent theme. But also the villains in disguise... Yeah, or like as in like they're seeming harmless. Yeah, exactly. Benevolent, but they're actually instigating a lot of the issues. Like, issues, yeah. That's a really good point. Like, yeah, in like Rapunzel, well, I'm thinking that you've got the Barbie Rapunzel, you've got Tangled, and they've got traditional Rapunzel stories, which I actually don't think I've read many of the original. No, fables. I just kind of going off my it's traditional Rapunzel story is. Barbie Rapunzel. Yeah. We see, this is the thing. This actually ties in because this is what people remember. Because this is like in the future, say it's us actually trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's not like, because yeah, they would be like Disney movies would be the basis. Yeah. I can imagine. So yeah, a lot of the original would be gone. I'm trying to think to more, like obviously Once Upon a Time is created by Disney, but they do like base their stories more on the fairy tales. Yeah. Um, and a route that they took, actually, that I really think could be interesting is... Have you seen Once Upon a Time? Yeah. Well, first season. Oh. Years ago. Okay, so season three, you meet the character Peter Pan. And I don't want to give too much away. Isn't Peter Pan, like, evil? Yeah. I don't want to go into any more in case, like, people want to watch, because there are quite a few elements to that character that are, like, mind-blowing. But he's the villain. Yeah. So maybe it could be, like, blending these stories could be more of a case of some of the characters, some of the heroes that align a bit too similarly with villains have their stories. So I've seen a theory. I believe it was done by the Super Carlin brothers. Why am I not shocked? (laughs) Where Megara from Hercules grew up to be Mother Gothel. Oh. Like, there are a couple of things that just align with their characters. You know, like, maybe maybe she grew to be Mother Gothel, and because Hercules chose to be mortal... We're going back to Hercules here. Oh, my gosh, back to episode one. <laughs> maybe because um, Hercules chose to be mortal, um, he eventually died and left Meg quite young. Mm. And then she had the exact same thing happen with her first, first man's, and then she just kind of becomes sour and becomes Mother Gothel. I mean, that's a good point. Mm. So maybe not that exactly, but kind of going from that stem of thoughts. Are there any princesses or even princes that align really closely with typical fairy tale villains? I don't know. What's some villains that have really good? kind of excuses mood motives um there's princess and the frog yeah dr facilier could be an interesting one yeah but i feel like it doesn't really link into many other Mm. Mm. actually you could because like how did he connect to the other side like what was it that maybe made him link Mm. 
some other fairy tales. I'm trying to think of ones beyond Disney, but like, you know, the Grim Tales and that. Yeah. Like Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, what about, um, Ooh. Oh, the Sugar I have a House blend. one. What? I know exactly where you're going and I've got a blend. Okay. Red Riding Hood and Hansel and Gretel. They, yep, similar vibes. Similar. Both are relative to a house that they're lured to. Yeah, okay, so let's just tell the story really wrong. It, again, it's a very similar story, though. Lured into thinking... a house by a nice villain. Mm. Well, okay. We could even, like, link it in and, like, change it with, like, another one. Because I haven't read... Because there's a movie, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm. I don't even know if this is related to it, because I haven't seen that movie. Uh, it's based on a book by... Roald Dahl? Maybe. Okay, maybe this isn't it. But there's... Again, I'm tying it back to the Neil Gaiman short stories, just because I've been reading them. Mm. And there's one that's about, like, this thing, Mr. Fox. And it's based on an old tale or another culture's tale. Um, <laughs> tale, T-A-I-L. Because I'm not Fox. There you go. <laughs> you got your pun in. I got my puns back. I've been making pun puns today. The back. Proud of you. I know, there was kind of a lull there for a mm, while. A little bit. Anyway, and basically Neil Gaiman, to summarise, is like this girl is like betrothed to this Mr. Fox who's very like smart, intelligent back in the day. Um, and so she is like, I want to take you home, all that kind of stuff. So she follows him one day and he, she finds out that he's actually like evil and like, kills people, that kind of thing. Um, so then, like, what she's doing is she's telling a story in front of the village, and it's like, I had a dream about you, Mr. Fox. You always want to take me to your home. I had a dream that, like, you killed this girl, all of that kind of stuff. And then Mr. Fox, like, realises. So I was thinking, what if it's something... That is not fantastic, Mr. Fox. Cool, okay, it's not that. Oh, my lord. <laughs> it's a very dark fable. Very much so. Anyway, I don't know what the... Because fables have moral stories behind them. I don't know what the story, moral story yeah. is behind Mr. Fox. So maybe it's not a fable. Anyway, um, so maybe we could tie that in as, like, they're lured to the house because maybe they see, like, they're betrothed. But it's not mm. actually. It's the witch. Yeah, I like that. You know, so maybe the house is actually like a wedding chapel. Oh. I feel like we're taking this too deep. We're just going to go stupid. <laughs> Not necessarily. No, I like that. I think it would be interesting to see like, yeah, two kids or like two, even adults, just like maybe going to visit someone, going to visit their parents or something. Yeah. And then coming across this house or like the house that, was their parents' house is actually like it's a um a mirage of like yeah a wedding chapel or something and they see something that lures them in. Okay, I have a couple ideas going on here. I'll explain mm-hmm. both of them because they're getting pretty wild in my brain. Lovely. One of them, if it's Little Red Riding Hood, red is a typical color of like passion. It denotes passion, yeah. love, lust. Say they are going and they come across this chapel and they think it's their loved one, where something goes down. And the loved one starts hating on them or like something because like they accuse them of cheating because of the love lost of Red Riding Hood's colour. Okay. I don't know. That was just a colour denotion theory. And then the other one is like what if you throw like Yeah, Hansel and Gretel and it's like two siblings 
and they have revisited their family, like, village. Yeah. And they're going through the forest, and they come across what they thought was their childhood home, but it's not. That's exactly where I was going. Oh, well, <laughs> you should have been more direct. I'm sorry. Thank well, you for clarifying the, the exact route I was taking. I'm glad that we came to the same conclusion. Yeah. We're just on the same wavelength. Okay, so, because, like, you're kind of saying a mirage of, like, something else, but I'm like, what if the, it has what they thought was their family? Can I sentence? You got it this. is what they thought it was their family home, but it's not. Beautiful. Love your work. Hey, hey you finally got to go. say it. We had this realisation that she says love your work all the time. I do. never uses it in the podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we say just in general, but we haven't actually said a lot while yeah. recording. Different context. Let me say blimey, Harry. <laughs> yeah, you haven't said blimey, Harry yet. Well, when it gets to a random point in the story, who knows when I'll throw it in there. Yeah. Maybe I need to shock you with a plot point. Go for it. Have a plot twist. That is the goal. We are going to get Chloe to say Blimey Harry this pod. It's got to be authentic, though. It has to be, yeah. I can't force it. No. Anyway, uh, it's like the puns. You can't force the puns. No, you can't. Okay. So they come across what they thought is their family home. Mm Mm-hmm. What next? They go in. No, they go in. And there's a sleeping girl. <laughs> it's, it's sleeping like Sleeping Beauty. Beauty? Yeah, we're mixing up the fairy tales. That's true. Okay. Or they go in and seven dwarves live there. And there's a sleeping grandma in the corner. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is good. Is this the grandma is... sleeping or is she dead? Questionable. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's entombed. Maybe. Like, that'd be a point. And then what happens is a wolf comes. Of course. You have to have a wolf in this story. Because instead of the huntsman, it's a wolf, and it comes to huff and puff and blow the house down. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's, that was quite a few in one go. I know, but how is this actually, like, logically turning into a story? Okay, let's start from the beginning. So we've got two siblings returning to their family home. That's Hansel and Gretel. Yes. They, but it's not actually a family home. No, they enter their house that is a mirage. So yeah. technically that is like, mm. well, um, it's like a, it's a place that they recognize, but it's not. That's you know Red Riding Hood. The house is made from sweets in Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, it is. It's, but where I'm going with um, Red Riding Hood is that like, she's literally going to visit her grandmother. Oh. It's like, it is a place of comfort, but it's not inside. Oh, okay, that's very better because I was going like, oh, the house is made of sweets. You've got that sweet, nostalgic attraction and that's like the nostalgia of their family home, but no, yeah. yours makes more sense. Yeah. Um, so that's two. They enter and there's seven dwarves. Getting <laughs> <laughs> there? Yeah, um, there's a sleeping grandmother in the corner. That's to do with our Go Red back Riding to Red Riding Hood. The wolf comes to huff and puff and blow the house down. Which is three little pigs. And you said something else there, or did I imagine that? Maybe you imagined it. I didn't say anything else. So four and one. But we've got to keep going. Because, like, what's the actual story so far? That we're was just... the story. They just walked and then in. And they die. Because the wolf comes. Because the wolf comes. I'm thinking we could tie this in. So the wolf comes to half and puff and blow this house down. Mm-hmm. And then I'm tying it into Cinderella. But I actually don't know if this is in the original Cinderella but in, like, the remake, the one with, like, Lily 
Lily, um, you know this. James. Lily James. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually meets the prince before the ball. Because mm-hmm. he's out, like, hunting yes. or something. That is... That's Kit. something in the remake, but it's also something in Into the Woods. Yeah, but it's not in the traditional in the Disney. Disney one. So I'm thinking maybe it does happen in the fairy tale. I don't know. Um, so I'm thinking a prince comes to hunt the wolf, but then sees the brother and sister. Or the grandma in the corner. We ain't ruling out possibilities here, <laughs> folks. Because <laughs> the grandma is actually a witch. Oh my god. <laughs> and she... She's like Nanny McPhee. No, 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 no. The grandma is the enchantress from Beauty and the Beast. Ooh. And she sheds her old skin. And she's a beautiful enchantress. Where is this going? Why is she there? She has to set a test for the prince. Because the prince killed the wolf and killed everyone inside the house. So that's point number one. Everyone inside the house? Yeah. Didn't the wolf kill everyone inside the house? No, and then... he, he came to Huff and Puff and blow the house down. He didn't actually Huff and Puff and blow the house down. The prince got to him first. Yeah, the prince killed him. Sorry, yeah. saved everyone in the house. Now, the question is, the enchantress loves to tempt fate mm-hmm. and give temptation. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking there's got to be, like, coming from upstairs in the cottage, pretty ladies come down. There's a or gentlemen, we never know level. how this goes. And then he has to pick one. And um, th- depending on who he chooses will be if the enchantress reveals herself or not. Wait, what's he deciding between? The beautiful women and... I said potentially beautiful men. We never know. Or his kingdom to thrive in prosperity. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, the love of the I feel side. like this is a point where we could tie in another fairy tale for sure. Ooh, okay, actually, yeah. I feel like we could tie this in. I'm thinking it's Shrek. But that's not. Sure. The only thing I've really thought of could maybe be Moana, which isn't necessarily a fairy tale. No. Now I have a better idea. Just because okay. I googled Jack the Beanstalk. The Jack enchantress. The Beanstalk. See, the enchantress wakes up, okay, Grandma, uh, because he saved the house from the wolf and offers him a handful of beans. Okay. Because the beans, stuck in the bean store. Yeah, no, I got that part. Oh, where are you going with that is what I was kind of implying. Well, the prince now has a handful of beans. He does. And I was like, what the heck am I doing with this? So what then he he's the on the way home and he comes across a farmer. The farmer recognises the prince and because he usually goes hunting. Uh-huh. And so then the farmer is like, oh, like, Lord or Your Highness, Your Majesty. I don't know. Your Majesty. Called. I don't know what it is. Probably Your Majesty. Um, my farm is really struggling, um, and I can't afford any crops. And so the prince gives him a handful of the beans. Aw, what a nice prince. And then the farmer plants them. Oh no, what a not nice prince. And then your giants come down. Nice. That's it. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. That's it? Okay, cool. Well, you have to contribute now. Okay. I'm just like trying to look up typical fairy tales i don't know where the story is going okay let's backtrack a little bit because i don't think oh no beauty and the beast is on there because there's another character who deals with trades and rumpelstiltskin in rumpelstiltskin but why is rumpelstiltskin in the house i feel like if rumpelstiltskin offers the beans that's a bit more 
it it could be more twisted. I feel like the enchantress actually has good intentions. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you saved my fam, which are the dwarves. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Princess and the pea is on here. Did you ever try the princess and the pea thing? What's that? Like putting something under your bed and seeing if like it made you uncomfortable. No. But it probably would, let's face it. Yeah, it's like the you test to me. see if you're a princess. If something really minor makes you uncomfortable, then you're a princess. Oh, I'm a really so light bad. sleeper. You're a really what sleeper? Light sleeper. Yes, you are. My mattress gives me back pain. <laughs> you bet if there's a pee, you'll annoy me. I'm joking. Yeah, true, actually. Not if it's a pee. You're like, a princess then. Yay. According to the tale, anyway. I was going to say, it doesn't. Make me feel better. They pile up like 20 mattresses and put a pee underneath. Yeah, how's she get up there? Ladder? Maybe she's Rapunzel. <gasps> Here we go. Here's another story. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm liking this. this is a bit better. Okay, so. Yes, Princess and the Pea. She uses her hair to get up there. Just like whip it over a hook and like pull herself up. Okay, okay, okay. Um, discovers she's a princess. Maybe she's... Because she discovers she's a princess... She's kept locked away by her parents. No, I, I have an idea. Then we lead into Frozen. <laughs> well, the gonna... Snow Queen. Um, she's... How she discovers she's a, princess, she's a princess is that Rumpelstiltskin comes to her and is like, I'll offer you a trade. You're firstborn for my wisdom and knowledge. Like, I'll give you all my wisdom and knowledge that applies That's to you. a bad trade. I know, but she's lost alone, has no identity. And she's like, oh, maybe I'll help me figure out what this P situation is. <laughs> and so then she's like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. And next minute, she's like, oh, I'm a princess. Because he said he would stow all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then also now she has her firstborn Rumpelstiltskin. That's not good. What's a Rumpelstiltskin tale? What? <laughs> that he needs the firstborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the tale of Rumpelstiltskin. And so now she knows she's a princess. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying she is now Snow Queen slash Elsa? I have questions. No, the, the reason that I said that is that, like, so a Mother Gothel-esque character finds out that she's a princess and is like, oh, I need to keep her locked away then because that's a lot of power. Keeps her locked in her room. And then I was like, oh, by her parents? Because that's what they do in Frozen. I don't know if that's what they do in The Snow Queen. Yeah. But maybe being locked away and that sadness manifests ice powers. Ah. So she's got got long hair and ice powers. I know. She is the ultimate Rapunzel Elsa. Combo. Combo. Every five-year-old girl's dream. Could a point there? Mm-hmm. Okay. I had an idea. Mm-hmm. Another curveball. Because I'm not really sticking to any situation here. That's um, the point. <laughs> us just retelling terrible fairy tales. Exactly. Um, this is the future. We don't know what they're going to, like, what their key takeaways are going to be. Exactly. I had an idea. What if? The Little Mermaid was on land, and so um, Triton has his little, I don't know, maybe a farm or a small little village, 
and um, yep, very protective of his daughters. Um, sends one daughter out, ends up falling in love with the prince. Oh, no. uh, forgets to sell the cow or something. What's what's the beanstalk one? Jack and the beanstalk. He doesn't sell the cow because he's got an emotional attachment to it. Cool. Uh, oh no, she... he sells the cow for beans. Yeah. Why do I think he had an emotional attachment to the cow? Because cows are adorable and That's such true. soulful creatures and Have quite intelligent and love music. The queen's reaction to cows. Yes. It's the most wholesome thing. If somebody rocked up to my twenty-first birthday with like those Highland long hair cow, <gasps> that'd be my fave. I, I don't, don't know if I can facilitate that. No, I don't see it. I don't perceive it happening. It would be amazing though. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Um, so yeah, maybe she gets beans mm-hmm. instead, and so Triton's annoyed. <laughs> okay. I don't know, or maybe it's underwater still, and she's meant to sell a dugong because they're Aww. the sea cows. I love dugongs. They're well, they're really endangered cute as well. Yeah, but they're sea. Aren't they the sea cow? Yeah. No. Yes, they are. Sorry. Yeah, and then she still gets beans, and she plants the beans underwater, and then the giants are like, "What the heck is happening here?" Hmm. And then it's just like a regular tree, because there's <laughs> enough of the root of <laughs> the sea. Uh, what's another cool one? Well, if we're sticking with under the sea, Pinocchio has Monstro the whale. What if you tied that in with? Moby Dick. I'm joking. Well, giant what if whales. instead of giants, it was the whale? Whales come down from the sky. It's raining whales. That could be very disastrous. <laughs> it really could be. Like, genuinely, think of the momentum, the velocity, the gravitational potential energy. Yes, but imagine them bouncing on the earth. <laughs> it, it would come down. It would be one of those, like, squish ball things that you throw at the ground and then they, like, splat. You are so malicious. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no you like this isn't a fairy like tale. Bounce. <laughs> Whoa, fairy tales are pretty like dark. Why are you hating on our pentadactyl relative? Whales are pentadactyl animals. Oh yes. Oh. But you said pterodactyl. No, penta. Yes, penta meaning five phalanges. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Look at you go. I know. Not that they have phalanges. But like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what's the word for it? I can't remember. Five. Dactyl? Hello there, this is Editing Lozzie getting very frustrated with our past selves because the word you're looking for is digits. Five digits, guys. That's enough from me. Uh, no, I can't think of it. Me neither. Uh, that's coming from me. There's also... Actually, you know, for fairy tales, we should have... Like, to go back a couple conversations, we should have gone to Shrek first. It was the first thing that popped into my head, but then I didn't just want to recreate Shrek 2... No, Shrek... Shrek 4? Shrek... 3. Shrek. Shrek 1? That's not the one with all the princesses breaking out of the prison? Oh, no, that's Shrek 3. That's Shrek 3. Yeah. See, I was out here struggling. The, the certainty in which I said that. Yeah. It's because it's a good movie. It's like the, Is that most the underrated one? of them. It, yeah, it's because it's got Arthur. Played Archie? by Justin Timberlake. Archie? 
Arthur. Isn't it Arthur that they he calls himself Archie? No, it's Artie. Oh, this is really awkward for me right now. Yeah, because he's King Arthur. Shrek 3 is not the best. Shrek 2 is. No, it, sh- I'm agreeing with you. Shrek 3 is not I the know. best. But I'm just trying to validate why I didn't know why I didn't know his nickname. See, I only know that it's King Arthur and I only know that story because of Merlin. Yeah, I know. To go, to connect to go back right to the back. What was the name of when Merlin was like older Merlin? Oh. What, did he, what was his guy's name? See, the only thing is guys, but that's his mentor. Yeah. It was like, yeah, really. <laughs> it's like a really, we- not weird, but like, it sounds magic. Does it start with E? Oh, Emerus. I was literally just about to say that. Oh, <sighs> that's really annoying. Because I was about to say that. And then you took the words right out of my mouth. That's really I think our brains actually synced for a sec there. Because it was not coming to me. To be honest, my brain was like Everest. Everest. And then it was like Emerus. Again, it's Morgana. Show. You know what? Morgana gives me Mother Gothel vibes. Yeah. She'd be good as, like, Katie McGrath. She'd be good as, actually, she'd be good as Rowena Ravenclaw. Yeah. She's my fan cast for Rowena Ravenclaw. Absolutely. We're going to fan cast. Why not? Because <laughs> we're really bad at recreating fairy tales. Yes, we are. Um, None of them have made okay. sense. Let's just find a way to blend the ones all that we oh like all the ones that we haven't covered yet. What are those? <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs> we kind of got Monstro, but I think we decided against raining whales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not just picture it though? Them just like bloop. <laughs> yeah. We also like imagine the people just tending to that. <laughs> And then I just get kablooped out of existence. <laughs> like, I imagine, like, I don't even know whales. what you're saying. Like, I'm not even coming, like, they're not even orcas. There's, like, blue whales just coming down. See, I'm not like, even I'm imagining real whales. going and being like, oh, it's kind of dark, looking up, and then this is just <laughs> out of existence. Because they just got killed by a whale. I'm not even imagining real whales. I'm just imagining, like, Whale Lord from Pokemon. Oh. Like, really circular whales. Oh. I was imagining, like, full (laughs) whales. No. I'll show you what I'm thinking. Oh, that's a bit awkward. Like, I'm, I'm fully just imagining. I think it's called Whale Lord. I'm trusting you. I've only really watched. Oh Detective no, that Pikachu one's not really circular. It must be the one of the Pokemon movies. It must be the one that's underneath. You know, the first Pokemon movie made me it cry. Whalema. Yeah, this is literally what I'm thinking of. Uh it's this adorable little circular thing with little fins. Yeah, it's like a circular blue whale from Pokemon. That's yeah, what I'm imagining. That's a bit less. It's Almost. a bit less menacing. Yeah, I was <laughs> terrified. <laughs> it is quite terrifying, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, wait. So which ones are we blending together at this point? Um, 
Pinocchio, Gingerbread Man. Yes, fam. Um, Gingerbread Man, but it's Frankenstein. What? When the baker bakes the gingerbread. Oh, it's a monster. There's um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. We haven't even covered Princess and the Frog. No, we haven't. Well, the Frog Prince. The Frog Princess. The Frog Prince. The Frog Prince. Yeah. Um, we could definitely do a Goldilocks situation there. Well, maybe, not that this is a fairy tale, but maybe that could tie into Brave a little bit. Yeah. Like, what instead hell? of the Frog Prince, like, maybe Goldilocks eats the porridge and she turns into a bear. So, I'm thinking that Goldilocks, yeah, kind of, like, in Brave, eats the porridge, turns into a bear, similar to, like, how the Frog Prince kind of goes. Oh! Okay, go back a little bit. She doesn't turn into a bear as soon as she eats the porridge. Every time she tries something new, she turns into more of a bear. What do you mean, try something new? Like, you know how Goldilocks, like, she tries to sit on the chair, and then she tries to sleep in the bed, and then she tries to eat the porridge. Right, right. Every time she tries something, she turns into more and more of a bear. Okay, okay. That's Pinocchio, like, the lying kind of theme. Yeah. Goldilocks, and then it's turning into the bear, which is princess, the frog prince. Damn. Okay, okay. But how is the situation resolved? It's not. She's a bear. But every fairy tale has a resolution. Yeah. She learns to live life as a bear. How can I live life love in these conditions? So Goldilocks is now a bear. Is she like a... Well, hear me out, fam. Mm -hmm. Ideas. She's she's Goldilocks. She will be a golden-coloured bear. That's perceived as rare, magical. She's hunted. She's captured by Mother Gothel. And turned back into a human? Or Mother Gothel just captures a bear? You know, I want to pass Mother Gothel, Gothel to just capture a bear. Yeah, just be like, you're my bear now. You're staying here. Good bear. Yeah, she just takes bear trimmings. Mmm. And then maybe the prince that comes in and rescues her is actually secretly a vet and he's like wait you're not really a bear an actual bear are you like faking it because this is unbearable are you proud of yourself i'm so proud of myself yeah so proud okay well there you go yeah anyway (laughs) um she can't bear it anymore so Whoa! Moving on with the story. Double pun. I know, double whammy. So we think in Prince saves Goldilocks, kisses, kisses a bear, a bear. kisses the bear. Yeah. No, that, that doesn't strike you as a good fairy tale situation. I think, I mean, to be fair, kissing a frog doesn't sound any better than kissing a bear. No, why would that? And especially be? if he knows the bear is. Not an actual bear and isn't going to unalive him. <laughs> That's a really good point. Maybe he just thinks the bear is very domesticated by Mother Gothel. Maybe. He's like giving it a pat. He's like, oh, who's such a good bear? You're a good bear. Yeah. <gasps> and then he like, oh, okay. Imagine he like takes the bear, doesn't realize it's actually a girl. That's a bear. And like starts taking it, looks after it, loves it as like his pet. Oh. And then, like, one is, like, playing with it and then, like, kisses it on the cheek, you know? Like a dog. And then it, like, turns into a girl. <laughs> I kind of love that. Like, a very gorgeous 
Goldilocks. Goldilocks slash Rapunzel-esque. Figure. Wow. This has been our best one. This is this is a good plot twist. I love this. This is a yo, my pet bear just my pet into a bear's chick. A gal. <laughs> She's a lass. <laughs> She's I've... a weird lass that I'm going to marry. Yeah, like how weird would that be? People be like, yo, you literally just met this chick and they're like, no. Actually, no. Stand. She's been my pet for three years. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> You remember that bear that I had that you were like, I feel like you shouldn't have a bear as a pet. Well, turns out, not a bear. <laughs> you like, like sends a letter to like the his bestie in the next kingdom over, the next shire. Yeah. It's like, yo, bro, guess what? <laughs> guess what, dude? I'm getting married to my pet bear. Her name's Goldilocks. <laughs> and then yeah. here's the plot twist. There's another plot twist. Goldilocks is this prince and the next kingdom's over sister. Whoa. She was lost as a young lass. Because she went into a house and started eating stuff. No, I, I get that. Did you just connect it to another Barbie movie? What was that? <gasps> I did. Barbie Rapunzel. Oh my God. We connected it back to Barbie Rapunzel. This was brilliant. This has been a wild ride. And we created three impeccable... <laughs> That's debatable. Yeah. Three stories. We did way more than that, didn't we? No. Oh. I mean, we blended a bunch of them. We blended so many together. So we had um, the Hansel and Gretel, Red Riding Hood, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Three bears. We didn't even consolidate any of these stories. We nope. didn't have a final version. Nope, because we've got three stories. Gave up on there it. There are only it fester, three... Cement. Yeah, there are only three fairy tales in the future. <laughs> Very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's... Uh, <laughs> Ariel in the Rain Wild. <laughs> oh, I really hate that. You forgot the princess and the pea one. Oh, yeah. I told you there was more. There were, so there were four. Yeah. And maybe then... maybe there were three and we just cut out. We just ignore the existence of Ariel in the Raining Wild. <laughs> I was a bit traumatised from that. Like, I don't think you understand what I was visualising. <laughs> I don't like, think you like, understand. As the whale was crashing to the ground, I was imagining like blood spatter for like kilometres. I was not imagining that. I was imagining them bouncing. <laughs> I just got Sam Boss. He's like crying, <laughs> like crying. It's so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you didn't communicate this effectively. You just said whales from Pokemon, and I would have gotten it. Well, I just thought that you were thinking of the same whales. I literally, the sentence before this had been like, what if we merge it with Moby Dick? You know, the giant, <laughs> the whale. giant whale. So you were thinking of Moby Dick sized whales? Yeah. And you were like out here being like, <laughs> what a lot. <laughs> what? I think that really, this reaction really links into my pure enjoyment of watching like toddlers fall over. <laughs> <laughs> like a baby like sneeze and then it falls yeah, over. Fall over. Or like dogs running into glass or something. <laughs> I ran to a glass door as a kid. What? Smashed it. You smashed it. It was a subway door. Like the restaurant. 
Whoa. Yeah, they threw it into Whoa. the sewing. It's fine. What? Why? Because I ran into the door and smashed it. How old were you? Like six. Oh my god. I didn't like full on like it didn't shatter out of the frame, but it was cracked. That's so funny. Um, but it's okay. The pre- I would have lost it. Well, okay. You know how glass doors have the little like kind of like T's or L's or like rectangles across in oh, the middle? Yeah. They didn't have that. Oh, so it just looked like you were walking outside? Well, I was running. <laughs> I was racing my sister <laughs> into the subway, as you do. <laughs> I didn't even cry. I was just in shock. memory of mine <laughs> like inside our core memory yeah oh my goodness it's like it should be a memory of fear but it's just a memory of like anger and joy <laughs> how i was angry at the people threatening to sue me i was a six-year-old they were threatening to sue you no it was like the worker and they're like you're gonna have to pay for that oh and my, my mom God. was like she's six you were a child i was just running along your merry way yeah, I'm just out here having illegal glass doors. <laughs> oh my goodness. I that is the funniest thing I've heard all day. Yeah. Straight facts. <laughs> okay. Now that I've stopped laugh crying. Yeah, you were very I, much in tears. Look, I I laugh cry more than I should. Anyway. Um where were we? Oh yeah, Ariel and Raining Wales. Um and then the next story, I'm fine. <laughs> Glad you're okay. Um, there was the princess and the pea with. Uh, Rumble Stiltskin. Yep. And Firstborn, knowledge, wisdom. And then maybe turning into Elsa, we don't know. Mm hmm. Locked away, developed ice powers, turned into the Snow Queen. Yep. Um, and then the last one, which is by far the best of the four, <laughs> with. Goldilocks trying out the things in the bear's cottage and then slowly turning into a bear. And then... Getting it. Old mate Flynn Rider. No, no. Then abducted by Gothel because she's a gold bear. Gold bear has powers. Duh. Rescued by Flynn Rider. Once for a pet. A couple years later. Like... It's not actually Flynn Rider because this guy's a prince. Yeah. Prince. Um, Having a pet. Hang around. Kisses him on the cheek. You know. Cute little dog thing. Um, Turns into a girl, texts his best friend, going, Yo, bro, my bear's a chick. And then that bro takes him back, being like, Yo, bro, my sister's a chick. <laughs> my sister was the bear. <laughs> yeah. With it, like, in, yeah, included, like, this detailed drawing that some peasant did. Yeah. Which hopefully they paid for their labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bro's like, That's my sister. Yo. That's my sister. You're about to marry my sister. Honestly, that's wild enough to be an authentic fairy tale. I think it is. I think we did a really good job. 
we finally got an okay one. Yeah. Took like four. It tries. took a while. That's okay. That's how story writing works. Sometimes the first one isn't the best one. Sometimes and in the future, the what repercussions does this have as a story? What was that? In the future, when this has happened and mm-hmm. people have forgotten fairy tales, what repercussions will this story have on society? Don't break into people's houses and try stuff. I like it. There's a good moral. And kiss your animals. They might be people. That's a less good story. I think it's the best. Like, yes, kiss your pets. Unless they're deadly. But don't go around in the wilderness kissing possums. No. That's why I say kiss your pets. Yeah. No, don't come over and kiss my pet. (laughs) I will kiss Charo as many times as I feel is necessary. That's a good point. Except that's if she'll let you. That's it, yes. She's a bit She is a little demon doggo. Yeah, by little we mean little. Like actually little. Yeah. Not even intentional. No. She just won't grow. Um, (laughs) Anyway, enough about stunting in pets. I think I spent five minutes laugh crying. I'm not going to lie to you. I think you did. Because last time I checked the time, it was not where we are now. Golly, golly, gosh, you spent a lot of time laugh crying. I did. I had to recover. You probably had such an ab workout. Probably. That'd be the first. Whoa. I danced as a kid. I didn't put a time frame on it. What? I was said that would be a first this year. Oh. Well, See? Yes. You set parameters. That's true. Okay. Although my job does require me to lift very heavy things. Coffee. No, like milk crates. Oh, well, yeah. And boxes of coffee. On the rare occasion. So, I'd like to discuss the dissimulation of rom-coms from contemporary culture. Ooh. So, okay, a while back, we did a PowerPoint night. And, like, a week or so later, I really wanted to do a PowerPoint um, after... We uh, should do another PowerPoint night, actually. That was, was really fun. It was really fun. We'd do again. I have so many ideas that I now have no ideas because they're all null and void. I... I don't have any more ideas, but I really love what my idea was. Basically, I made a PowerPoint, very small tangent. On celebrity crushes. No, it was um, seven fictional men that I would hit with a bus and seven that I would get hit by a bus for. That's a good point. Yeah, it was was very detailed. It went for a while. It did. Mm. You had some points. I had a lot of points. But anyway, continue Anyway, I wanted to make a PowerPoint about why She's the Man is actually integral to society. It's a fantastic movie. I did not finish the points, but it's uh, one of the few plays uh, by Shakespeare that's a female protagonist. Yeah. And although of the time, it probably wasn't that common to have female protagonists in plays. Oh, goodness, no. Um, especially not. Um, so they're probably like satirical. Yeah. You know? Been saying that though, it's so funny that his satirical women are strong, independent women. Yeah. Just look at She's the Man and 10 Things I Hate About You, the contemporary yeah, adaptation. Yeah, Kat in um, 10 Things I Hate About You being representative of Taming of the Shrew. The thing with that though, particularly with 10 Things I Hate About You, is that Taming of the Shrew is like, it kind of presents the idea that the character that Kat represents needs to be tamed. Yeah, but she doesn't. But she is a strong, independent woman. And yeah. she is very 
opinionated and like strong. Like if a guy was like that, they'll be perceived as a very strong individual. Exactly. And I don't know if that's a Shakespeare thing or if that's actually like her character is that is perceived that way because of Tame Things I Hate About You. If that's a movie decision. Yeah. Honestly, could delve into that. I don't know Mm. too much. Actually, I refute everything you've said about strong, independent women in this. What do you mean? Do you know the, like, the concept of Twelfth Night is that she has to be a man to be respected. And yes, I suppose that is a commentary on what was the norm back then, which is men were what was respected. But I think the fact that she has to be a man. Okay, here's my point to mm-hmm. refute this. Oh, beautiful. We love a little debate. I know. Um, so, points are made. One, at the end, like, she comes out because she is like, I want to live this life anyway. Mm-hmm. So, she takes it into her hands. It may not happen. It may not have happened at the beginning of the story, but it did happen at the end. Strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. Another point is, if she wasn't strong, independent, she wouldn't have taken her brother's place. She would have just stuck at home, did what her mum wanted her to do, be a debutante. Okay. And stay. But the fact is, like... That's a good point. Yes, she had to pretend to be a man. But she got to do it. Like, it would be kind of... Okay, I don't know if this is a good analogy. But say I had to take uh, a friend's place in a competition overseas, but they're, like, Italian. And I had to pretend to be Italian. Is that no longer authentic to me but it's like what i was like she had to be a man to live the life she wanted but like is it no longer authentic if you had to be a different nationality without being um rude i don't know that's really interesting i i don't even because it's like taking the opportunity but parameters were needed because she can't go as a girl because then she won't get to play soccer it's her brother. Is it really identity theft? Yes. Yes, it is. I agree. I'd be like if I pretended to be my brother. It would never work. I'm not six foot two. You also don't have a beard. No, I don't. But yes, I do feel like, like to go back to rom-coms. Oh, yeah. No, that's the point. That's what I was going to bring it back to as I well. I feel like there aren't many being made anymore. Any, like, not many traditional rom-coms. Well, all the ones being made are... Not like bad per se, but diff- of different standard in that. Like you'd think if you went on Netflix and looked up rom-coms, you'd see a lot of kind of Hallmark movies mm-hmm. or just like something different. Like they're not made mainstream anymore. Like they're not being released into cinemas. Yeah. Like there are their very young protagonists, like anything like kind of young adult even. Yeah. That's so a like good point. To All the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah. Well, that's another book to film adaptation mm. i don't know if that falls under the same th- yes it's a rom-com but it's it's not i suppose when you think about it like 10 things i hate about you and they've all got source material but it's it's a bit different i suppose yeah ex- yeah see that's the thing is if i watched to all the boys i loved before and then i watched 10 things i hate about you like yeah they might both be rom-coms but they're different i don't know how to explain it they're different yeah there's a nuance or something. It's the era that they're made in. Like, what are, what are some more Do you think rom-coms nostalgia- from that era? Like, 
How to Lose a Guy in 10, 10 days. days, Confessions of a Shopaholic, Discongeniality, um, 13 Going on 30. Wow, you know so many. Oh my gosh. Um, I was trying to just remember like Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Oh yeah. Um, oh, what's oh. the one? Just Like Heaven? That's one? Yeah. What's that, that one with Eric Banner and Rachel McAdams? That's about the... Oh, it's the time travel one. Oh, uh, something wife? Time Traveler's Wife? Time Traveler's Wife, yep. Haven't watched it, but I It's know. good. Oh, and then there's like P.S. I Love You. Heartbreaking movie. Haven't watched it. But is that a rom-com though, or is it just rom? Oh, it might just be rom, actually. That's just rom. Same with Time Traveler's Wife, actually. <laughs> golly, golly, gosh. I was me, thinking <laughs> Yep, Notebook's a rom-com. It's not. Um, what's well, something else? Oh, uh, When in Rome. I don't think I've seen that. <gasps> it is so iconic. We are watching that. Oh, yeah, just like we're watching Romeo and Juliet by Baz Luhrmann. But I don't think you understand how good One in Rome is. I don't think you understand how good Romeo and Juliet is. I went all of high school without reading that. You think you want to watch it now? But it's so good. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Okay, if we watch When in Rome, I'll promise to watch... Romeo and Juliet with you sometime. Done. So, whoa. What was that last bit? Hey, I said sometime as in like within the next month. I'm okay. just a bit of a busy lass. Okay. All right. I have this on recording. She has evidence, guys. I have I made evidence. A promise. I just really want to watch Renner Rome. Anyway, so yeah, why are those of a different standard to things today like is there a certain cringe factor today i think so i think because those seem all very authentic and like you can differentiate each of the stories even though they're all rom-coms but now you'd be like oh what's that one where she falls ugly truth oh my god that's the one i was thinking oh ugly truth yeah yeah yeah. that's a good one oh um life as we know it yes yeah i'd count that up there just listen now but yeah Yeah. all very differentiable stories Mm mm-hmm but now, like, obviously, maybe, um, P- oh, I'm just saying P.S. I love you, but it's not. To all the boys I loved before. Mm-hmm. And, like, the kissing. P.S. I still love you. you know, that, all that kind of stuff. They're all quite similar, even though different. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I associate those two together, though, because they came out at very similar times. Yeah. And you've kind of got your token boy like Noah Centineo and Jacob Elordi yeah so do you think it's maybe the cast but in saying that though they did reuse a lot of the cast back in the day you can still differentiate that's true I don't know maybe I think it's the age of the the protagonist oh maybe we have not come to a conclusion I think the standard of women is also different like there's such a push to have really strong women who have paths and I feel like that's not something that's overly common in a lot of older rom-coms I mean I like how they're stronger and more independent but it's something different oh I had a point I had a really good point right okay I had a this was a point meet cutes Mm -hmm. so all of the new stories like in rom-coms about having really cute how they met yeah or how they'll fall in love uh-huh. all of that it's kind of like how like the Wattpad era like how people were writing fanfic or how they wish they fell in love but in the old days it was like here's a story it's not like insert your name here kind of story like oh maybe I accidentally sent 
I sent out love letters? What if that happened to me? It's more like, oh, this happened to this fictional character and that's the story. You have something to say? I see your fingers are crossed. I do have something to say and it's based off your Wattpad thing. It's hard to get original stories. It is. Because so because the internet and like sharing I love how your, our whole podcast this episode was about regurgitating stories. Yeah, right. Like Wattpad and like all of these fan fiction writing platforms. Not necessarily just fan fiction, but like where yeah, normal people can get platform. their stories out there. It's so hard to get an original story. Mm. Because then copyright belongs to someone yeah so it's easier just to use pre-existing source material that has been published Mm. maybe maybe that's got something to do with it and that could be a good point because yeah a lot of them are now book adaptations Mm. and that um, it's so hard to make something original well to be honest like if you think about it if you're a business would you rather have somebody come to you with a screenplay they're an unknown, you don't know how it will perform, or choose a book adaptation where you know the book has gone down well, there's already a built-up community, there's already a fan base. Exactly, that's what's going to do better. Yeah, so they're kind of like, yeah, they're choosing... Yeah, okay, That this is the difference. This is a difference, mm-hmm. kind of. So in the old ones, when every movie, the rom-com came out, you didn't have like a fan base, you didn't have a following, you didn't get like fan art. It was just like, that was a good movie. Yeah. And then you like moved on. But now it's like every time one comes out, you have like a fan base, you have a following. Some people get like obsessed with the actors. Yeah. And all that. It's like. <laughs> that was a bit then, of a call out. Yeah, to you. Anyway, and then like, yeah, if it's a fictional thing, which kind of goes beyond rom com, you have like, yeah, the community and that kind of stuff, which I'm not saying that these are bad things. I'm just saying it is different. It's kind of like you have to watch the movie and be all in or not. Yeah. That's a really so good it's point. kind of like high stakes for each one. Yeah, and that's definitely with the evolution of social media and the internet. Definitely, that's definitely a like, like a, a reaction to it. Yeah, you can connect with people about like uh, the arts. Yeah, still some things are so cringe though in those new movies. Yeah, and I suppose like now for all those rom coms, there's such an element of nostalgia with them. So even if they were really cringy at the time, looking back, it's like oh my god, that movie is like like. From my childhood. It's kind of like that from the childhood. But even if you look at the circulation of fashion right now, it's coming back to like the Y2K era. Is it Y2K? I don't know. It's a little 90s, a little Young Y2K. 2000s. Yes. Mm. So it's kind of like that. So like oh as God, the Which means we get like grunge next. Exactly. <sighs> yes. So um, yeah, so as the fashion's coming back and people are kind of being re-obsessed with it, mm. kind of, yeah, the nostalgia's being reboosted like rebooted and yeah. boosted for the old ones that's true now they're just solid bops matthew mcconaughey coming in clutch oh he is There's so many him and like obviously kate hudson with matthew mcconaughey but katherine heigl as well how dare we forget bride wars <gasps> and hathaway beautiful okay because the thing is here's the thing about a rom-com mm-hmm. is it's immediately kind of disregarded as a chick flick yeah because it has a female protagonist like if you think about it because like if you had a movie that's got a male protagonist you'll probably still have females and males and non-binary people like going to watch it but if you have a female protagonist 
you're more likely to have a female-dominated audience because... Yeah, that's what it's going to be targeted towards. Yeah, because let's face it, men aren't as natural at empathising because it's kind of like trained out of them, all of that kind of thing. So they won't try to empathise with a woman. Whereas if I'm watching a male movie, I can very easily see their motivations. I don't see it as a gendered motivation. I'd be like, oh, he wants to save his loved one. I would want to save a loved one. Yeah, It's not a man has to save their loved ones. It's just, yes, I would want to do that too. Exactly. So it's kind of like maybe they can't see the motivations and that behind it. But in saying that though, when you had like Matthew McConaughey or something uh, like, you know, men might bear to watch it. Yeah. Or like yeah. there was still like... A lot of those films are based on cast. Like cast is the drive. Yeah, it is. Mm. Uh, whereas now it's kind of like teenage guys aren't going to watch a movie because it's got... What's one of the guys? What's one of the actors? Which one? I know. One of the white boys of the month. Noah Centineo? Noah Centineo. I thought it was Italian. I thought it was like Centineo. No, I think it's just Centineo. Noah Centineo. Anyway, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Any final comments, Chloe? No. Um, I just want to apologise to any actors that I insulted by not knowing your names or mispronouncing your names. (laughs) That's a pretty solid apology. I'm sure they'll accept it. I don't know. I don't think they're going to hear this. You never know. Anyway, you gotta, you got to say the thing. Do the thing, Julie, which you want to get because you haven't watched all of Legend of Korra. What? Do the thing, Julie. Okay. Julie, do the thing. You're, you're throwing me off. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we will catch you next time.